<laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Randy. Well, why don't we start with a word of prayer? Mm. Heavenly Father, we uh, are so thankful, Lord, for the the work that you have done in our hearts, Lord Jesus, and uh, to this place that you have brought us this morning. And Lord, we're looking forward to what you're going to continue to do in us, Lord Jesus. Uh, Father, you are faithful, even when we are unfaithful. And Lord, you continue to uh, grow us in your mercy and grace and uh, cause us to um, love you more and serve you better. So Father, um, we ask that um, you would uh, lead this this study this this day Lord you use the power of your Holy Spirit uh, to speak to hearts to um, just work in a way that everyone would be edified that everyone would grow in grace this day so Lord uh, minister to us all and uh, ultimately Lord be lifted on high and exalted in our hearts we pray in Christ's name Amen, Amen. so I'm going to read um, the whole chapter because it all ties in so nicely and then I, I got another little area I want to take us to, and um, we'll be asking questions. If you have any questions, just raise your hands, and we'll see if uh, someone here can answer them questions. So Hebrews one one, God, after He spoke long ago to the prophets, so long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purifications of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be a father to him and he shall be a son to me. And when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels winds, and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the righteous scepter is the scepter of his kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with oil of gladness above your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning, laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. And they will all become old like a garment, and will be like a mantle, and you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will also be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? Well, I hope you've all been doing your homework and you've been reading through this, uh, this book of Hebrews because it's an amazing book. And I'm excited about uh, what God's going to be uh, doing within us as we go through this study. Um, the book of Hebrews is, is kind of like a bridge book. Like the book of Acts is a bridge from the gospel into the epistles. The book of Hebrews is kind of a bridge from the Old Testament into the New. Um, which, uh, which New Testament book has the most Old Testament quotes? It's kind of a quick tw- uh, uh, a trick question. 
Any guesses? Matthew. No. I think Jesus does the most quoting of the Old Testament in Matthew. But Hebrews has like 60 of them. Where, I mean, uh, Romans has 60, so it's number one. But Hebrews has like 43. But if you counted all the words, Hebrew outweighs um, Romans. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. But anyway, so that's why I say it's kind of like a bridge book um, because the author will continue to go back to Hebrews um, to bring out truths in the Old Gospel, in the Old Testament, a lot of times spoken about God and uh, that relate directly to Jesus Christ. So it's, it's pretty cool today. So as we go through this study this morning, um, I'd like to really point out my main thing this morning, first of all, is the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Um, we all know this This. Um, is the main theme going through Hebrews is the supremacy of Jesus that Jesus is God's the Father final word and um, that uh, in the, the beginning here the first two verses tie, real, tie in real well to my verses which are 10 through 14 in verses um, 1 and 2 he says and God after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the portions and and, and the prophets in many portions and in many ways in these last days has spoken to us and his son whom he appointed heir of all things through whom he also made the world um, so it shows right from the get go Jesus as creator Jesus is the one that spoke it into the existence mm-hmm. and uh, continues to hold it into existence um, what does the author mean by saying last days what's, what's last days we're in the new covenant time. I mean, the, the, the resurrection, the ascension. I mean, everything Jesus said it is finished. Hmm. So you know, whatever came before is, is completely done. And as the Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, will go on to make mention of those things have all been made sort of obsolete. Yep. And this is it. I mean, nothing. This is it. This is the it. The return of Jesus. This is this it. Is so it. The, the last days really tie into the final revelation. Hmm. I mean, there's more revelation, there's more prophecy that's going to be written after Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ is it. Hmm. He, is, he is the final truth that we need. Everything's all about Him. Um, so Jesus is the supreme revelation. He is supreme. He's better than the angels. Jesus is supreme over Moses, over Aaron. We're going to see that as we go through this book of Hebrews. Jesus has a supreme sacrifice. Jesus Christ is everything. We all know this truth, but we need to periodically come back to it and remind ourselves because our hearts are what? Idol factories. (laughs) And we continue to put ourselves in first place or other things. Um, So I'd like to go to... Oh, actually, before I go there... um, Yeah, let's um let's go to um, Colossians one fifteen through twenty. This is the other supremacy book. Hebrews mm-hmm. is definitely supremacy book, but mm-hmm. Colossians is the other one. Hebrews, I mean Colossians one uh, verses fifteen through twenty. I got to throw in thirteen and fourteen too, though, because these are some of my favorite verses. Because <laughs> this is where we were before Jesus. Mm-hmm. Before he gave us eyes to see and hearts to believe. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and he transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We all needed to be rescued whether we knew it or not. We didn't know it. We didn't know we needed to be rescued until he opened our eyes to it. Verse 15, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth 
visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. What an awesome truth. Um, there, was a, there was a heresy going on here in uh, this book of Colossians. Paul's addressing it. And very similar, I think, to what was going on in Hebrews where um, the Jewish Christians had angels elevated way too high. Mm-hmm. Um, where they thought they had a, some, a portion of deity. But all deity, according to this verse, is in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paul addresses this perfectly. And, I, and that's why I bring it, us to it because it ties in so nice with, with Hebrews. But in verse 16, he says, um, all things. So, um, point number one I like to make. The heavens and the earth. Psalm 19, 1 through 3. The heavens are the telling of the glory of God. And the expanse is declaring the work of His hands. Day to day pours forth speech. And night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. The voice is not heard. What's, what's that tell us about creation? Go ahead, Mike. And ultimately, it means that no one has an excuse to claim they didn't know about God. You read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Romans one twenty. That's true. You know that that. I mean, uh, we, when we came to the Lord, when we came to salvation, did we look at the world a little differently? Amen. I hope so. I hope things look completely different because they should. You know, because God. It's speaking to us through it. I'm a logger. I'm in the woods constantly. And I absolutely love it. And uh, that's why it takes me so long to get these jobs done because I spend so much time looking at things. But, <laughs> but I think, and I'm talking to the Lord all day long. If I, whatever I see, if, I, if it's a rabbit, uh, whatever, a deer, uh, a bird, it's just all amazing. And it all points to Him. You know, what a blessing. Amen. You know, before, the, before salvation, that, those things that happened, and He wouldn't give it two thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, but that God's speaking to me through His creation. Mm-hmm. What a blessing. Yes, Tony. I was thinking of a misconception that some people have about how God created everything and then kind of just let it on its own. Right. And we got a little piece of that um, answered in 17 where it says, mm-hmm. All things hold together. In other words, he's mm-hmm. continuously in charge and managing and doing good. <coughs> Amen. He hasn't left us. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that 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 was another one of my points where um, he he not only creates it but he sustains it and and holds it together. Um, there's there was a thing about um, that uh, I guess the scientists we call it the collagen factor or the Jesus factor hmm. and um, I, I'm not real good with atoms and stuff but when they um, look into these atoms um, there's a magnetic field and obviously um, opposite fields attract so you got to have a negative and a positive to hold things together hmm. well when they come right down to everything and they boil it all down there's nothing holding it together. And one scientist says that everything made 
is an atomic bomb just ready to go off. And um, so they dubbed it the Jesus factor or the Colossian factor because they have no answer. And what a witness. What a witness to them that um, it's Jesus Amen. holding it together. You know, so he, he, he's create, he started it with his word. He holds it together with his word. And with a word, he can make it all disappear too. Um, verse 18, the head of the body, the church, his church, his bride, many members, given many gifts, different gifts to be used to, mi- to be ministered to the body by him. Um, what a glorious truth this is. That it's, it's, um, that it, just think of it, one body, all the invisible church. When I say the invisible church, I mean all believers, all true born-again believers. Um, all tying in together, ministering to one another Amen. for His glory, for His honor, and for our good. Um, what a beautiful truth. What, what a awesome thing. That's why it just it blows my mind that true believers could walk away from the church. You know, I don't care how bad you get hurt. How, how can you do that? This is where it happens. You know, this is where it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, verse 19, It was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Him. Jesus Christ, all God, 100%. All man, 100%. No deity in angels. Jesus made them to worship Him and to serve us. Um, it's the Father's good pleasure to dwell completely in Him. What is He talking about there? What's dwelling in Jesus? Come on, Todd. I know you want to say something to me. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, you have you have the union of the Godhead in essence, and yet you have the diversity mm. of the personhood, mm-hmm. and both are eternal. Amen. It is eternal in the in the three persons of the Godhead. Amen. Therefore, to speak of Jesus is to speak of God because he mm. holds he holds the essence of God, and yet he has in his own person his own distinctive nature and person. Nice. And so. That's going to tie into your um, study, Trinity yeah. study. When's that happening? November, late November. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. Tony? I was just thinking how the um, Holy Spirit has been full of time. Mm-hmm. So abiding in Him is the spiritual aspect. In the, the Holy Spirit, in, I, I don't want to put it in a weird way, but the unity between us and, and God can't be broken because He's already in us. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. Yep. Beautiful truth. And in verse 20, the gospel, where we're, we were all God-haters, enemies of God, mm-hmm. but we've been reconciled by His blood. Um, what a beautiful truth. All things on earth, things in heaven. How does that work? How, how does God reconcile all things? Like We, like we can understand it with us. But how about the rest of things? It's a tough one. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, what needs to be reconciled in heaven? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, I think of um, the angels, how they love to to um, bear witness to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe part of that reconciliation that's taking place here on earth is part that will take place on heaven mm-hmm. when it's all done. You know, looking forward to that, like creation groaning out, um, because it's 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 not functioning the way it's supposed to be functioning. Hmm. Well, if you think if you think of the the uh, uh, 
Satan's rebellion and the angels that followed him. Mm. There's a reconciling, you could say, of the of of the angels that remain with God in relationship to the corrupted, uh, you could say, heavenly hosts that have left. Mm. And in that sense, I'm not talking about that they're going to get together and have a big party. But the idea, though, is is that uh, we look at the necessity of uh, reconciliation because of our sin, but there's mm. a certain certainly there's a uh, a thought of a reconciliation in heaven because of the sin that occurred in heaven. Mm. So I don't. I, right. That's a tough one. It's a tough question. That is a tough I'm one. I'm just thinking in outside the box because mm. we only usually look at reconciliation as mm. the necessity of us to be reconciled to God. Mm. But yeah, that's a that's a tough question. Yeah, Mark. I think it's a tough question because we recognize that Jesus Christ is, is our reconciliation, mm. but it's not for those angels that that were down there. Right. And that's darkness that is, I suspect, them to do putting them in a different way. Right. Yeah. I wonder if, like, you know, in the Revelation, you see the souls under the altar. You know, mm-hmm. we still see, we still see a cry for justice to be done. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and, and those people are certainly in the presence of God. So maybe that's in there a little bit too. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. Part of the secret council of God. Yeah. I guess, you know, we're not gonna know all of these things until we get there. Amen. Amen. Right. Right. His well, sacrifice. Reconciliation is right relationship. Right. A restored right relationship. Right. It, it seems to be a little more understandable about mm. from the heavenly perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen. Mark? To me, you, know, you said something about that being the, 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 when it's over, when it's, when it's done. But to me, that's the beginning of mm. what God has planned for us and his, and his creation for eternity. Right. You know, it's, it's going to be. I, I don't. Obviously, we can't really imagine what God has planned. But what time? Right now. Yep. Tony. And there's a plan that goes that this will be vindicated. Also, we find out in Revelation. Amen. Yep. Alrighty. Um. So Jesus is supreme. He's huge. He's over all things. <coughs> Do we have him for us in our hearts? Um, do we love him most? Do we love him more than our spouses, our children, our grandchildren, our relatives, our whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't love Jesus first, we're not loving others anywhere near like we should be. Amen. I've proven this time and time again with my wife. If things are off, my walk with God is off. Mm-hmm. It has to be for us, for the believer. It has to be number one for us to be what we were created to be mm-hmm. for Jesus to shine through us mm. so really when you think about it when we're not loving Jesus and he's not number one we're doing a dishonor to those that we should be loving here on this earth mm-hmm. yeah, that's the motivation to stay close Amen. to the Lord um, and especially for our children or spouses or those that we love that are saved how they can see Jesus' love maybe in us toward mm-hmm. them and what kind of impact they could make for them years down the road, yep. you know? Um, so, back to Hebrews. Um, Jesus is better than the angels. Why? Because He created the angels. Number one. Also because He has a better name. Um, so, we talked about this. The fall, sin, 
had a tremendous effect on this creation. Everything is dying. Everything has an expiration date. Um, Hebrews 9.27 says, It is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. David said in Psalm 139.16, Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was but one. That's amazing scripture. Um, everything has an expiration date. The earth has an expiration date. Um, we don't know it. We don't know when it's going to happen, but Jesus does. Um, we're all changing. We're all getting older. Um, I'm working some glasses here this morning. On the way in, my hearing aid battery is saying, battery, battery. <laughs> so that wouldn't drive me crazy. I left them in the truck. <laughs> Um, we're not as strong as we used to be. Uh, we don't sleep like we used to sleep. We change. Um, hopefully, um, our minds and our souls are changing for the better. But the effect of the fall plays a big part on us. Um, I remember years ago, um, we had this uh, woman speaker coming in to speak to the woman in the church we were in. And uh, we met with her for dinner. And um, she was an elderly lady. And um, someone asked her, they said, um, are you married? She says, yeah. They said, how long have you been married? She goes, 50 years. And so one lady said, 50 years to the same guy? She goes, oh, no, I changed them. <laughs> but all things change. Nothing is eternal. Uh, Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He doesn't change. What, what a comfort that has. Yeah. That our salvation, we don't have to worry about nothing. Although when I was doing the study, I did start to think, what if an angel sins again? What if an angel falls again? You know, and I, said, I, don't, wanna, I don't even want to go there. You know, because I don't have answers for that. But we, uh, Jesus is the same. He's got everything taken care of. Um, so Hebrews 1.12, um, it says, Oh, I'm sorry, I, I missed, I skipped something here. Hang on a minute. That age thing, brother. Yep, it's age. Blame it on age. Blame it on the glasses. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read Hebrews 10, uh, in, in chapter 1, 10 through 12 again. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens of the work of your, hand, your hands. They will perish, but you remain. And they will all become old like a garment. And like a mantle, you will roll them up like a garment. And they will also be changed. But you are the same. And your years will not come to an end. Um, this, this is unbelievable. Uh, it, and that's why I, I went to Colossians and also read the beginning of Hebrews. Because it all ties back that He is the Creator. He made it. And He has an expiration date on the earth. And, and, and as, mu as fast as we are destroying this earth, which we are, that should be obvious to us, um, God will continue to hold it together until His appointed time. And we'll see that in some other scriptures I want to bring us to. Um, and he, they're quoting here Psalm 102. And if you read Psalm 102, it's directed to God. And the psalmist, there's something going on with him. He's sick. Um, he's fading away. And he feels the effect of the fall on his body. He sees the effect of the fall in the world around him. So he cries out to God saying, there's only one thing that doesn't change in my life, and that's you, Lord. That's the Lord. You're the only thing that doesn't change. What an awesome truth. Um, 
So this is what we need to continue to remind ourselves of, that this world is temporary. Um, our life is described as a mist, a vapor, um, dew on the grass. Our best life is coming. Our bodies are groaning out like creation is groaning out. The earth is fading away. Um, how are we told? How are we told in the word that the earth is going to end? Peter talks about it. It's going to burn up, man. There you go. There you go. I remember years ago I was um, working with the deacons and we used to do a lot of projects, uh, mostly for um, widows and single moms. But we would um, put up walls, fix roofs, um, paint, all kinds of stuff. And uh, we get together. I get them all together on a Saturday. We go to our house, and I said, "Let's get in and out." You know, I says, "Because uh, God's going to burn this someday too." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that, I, and because my thing was, I know you guys all have projects at home that your wives are waiting for you to get done. You know, so you know, and what we see as tradesmen, the, not everyone's going to see. Just make it look good, and they'll be happy. Get in and get it. Don't fall in love with it. Yeah. Just, and that's what I would do as I walk by people working I see what they're doing going it's going to burn remember it's going to burn yeah Second Peter 3 7 says but by his word the presence heavens and earth are being reserved for fire kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men uh, notice the word there by his word just the, the word that created it the word that sustains it and the word that's holding it reserved for his day its day um, the, the word spoke it into existence the word sustains it the word is holding it um, we are destroying this world quickly it seems but Jesus will keep it for his timing not ours um, also Second Peter 3.10 but the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burnt up. John Owen writes, One thing is meant by these expressions, Christ's eternal and absolute immutable existence, to emphasize God's external, eternal nature in contrast with the world's frailty and all its creation. It is said that his years will never end. The world comes to an end, but there is no end to Christ's existence. We don't have to worry about it. Like a lot of people do. We shouldn't worry about it. Mark? It's, it's a whole different perspective. Mm. You know, it's like uh, people, well, people I work with are, I think, totally devoted to the fact that they think they're building something permanent or something for a legacy. Uh, and like you say, like, it's all going to burn. Mm. Uh, it's deteriorating out. I mean, nothing, nothing stays in good shape very long. No. No, we're seeing it uh, in the woods in my industry, and um, and uh, trust me, uh, you know a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth about logging, and it's justifiable because um, money rules the, the hearts that are uh, not saved, and they'll steal wood, they'll clear cut, um, and they'll make a big mess um, just for that that almighty dollar, um, and I'm not one of them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a poor logger. I, I go by, and that's why I, I can get work because I have forces look for me because they're, they're working for their clients, the people that own the land, mm -hmm. and they don't want to see their land destroyed. But I see in the woods um, invasive plants taking over. 
and uh, ta- uh, that don't belong here um, that we've brought in. Um, I, I see um, bugs that don't belong here that are destroying um, the trees. You know, it's it's sad. It's sad what, what you see out there. Um, and, and how long can it put up with it? But it, it, God will hold it together until His timing. Um, so yes, yeah, so we we don't have to worry about the end. Our job is to be um, spiritually ready. Um, verses thirteen and fourteen. This is the uh, um, exciting part for me, I think, too. Is uh, but to which of the angels has he ever said? sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Are they not all ministering servants sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? Um, this, is, this is the climax of the superiority of Jesus over angels. Jesus' destiny is to reign forever. The angels' destiny is to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, who's, who's Jesus' enemies? It says that he said to the angels, to which of the angels did he ever say, sit at my right hand, that's Jesus sitting at the right hand of God the Father, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. I read one uh, commentator that said um, when they used to fight, that the, the winner sometimes would stand on the loser's neck or head. And uh, just to, sort of, to, sh- to uh, celebrate their victory, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what do you I like it. I like it. I mean, that's one way to show victory. Go ahead, Todd. Well, in Plymouth, they uh, they they caught wind through another Indian um, friend of theirs that uh, the tribes were uh, planning on trying to annihilate the colony. So they went and uh, actually uh, killed two or three of the chiefs. They took one of the chiefs and put the head on a pole and put it in their camp and mm. it was there for years mm. oh, wow yeah mm. yeah we, we see that in the Old Testament mm. right <coughs> Tony enemies that are described in Romans 8 the last verse 31 it says angels and demons or any other power ever created will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ amen amen so who's, who's the enemies under Jesus' well, feet the friends of the world you know, mm. Friendship with the world is hostility, is enmity towards God. So right. A friend of the world is an enemy of God, an enemy of Christ. Amen. Amen. Unbelievers. Yeah. Satan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Satan. I think we were downtown yesterday, and this, this young girl comes by. She does it pretty frequently. And I, I caught kind of cornered her, and I gave her to the Gospel of John. And she said, I'm a Satanist. I said, Well, thank you, Satan. You know, she's had all kinds of chains and piercings and stuff like this, and I just thinking, you know, God's doing something. She, she comes in there practically every Saturday. She runs up to the front post office and she tries to run away. And uh, so we've, we've been trying to block her a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> What's she call herself? A Satanist? She calls herself a Satanist. Wow. And I'm thinking, you know, she doesn't, I don't believe she understands what she's saying. Right. That she's too young for that. But I'm just saying that I'm praying for her that mm. this God can reach her. She took the gospel of John, which is a step. I was I was sharing with um, Brother Barry and Denise and a few others last night. I witnessed to a guy once 
and um, I, I definitely we were both working and I was a little blunt about it I, you know I could have been a little more gentle and a little more finesse and I told him to make sure he knew which road he was on because he's on one or the other he's either on his way to heaven or he's on his way to hell simple as that he goes don't worry about me buddy I know where I'm going he goes okay as long as you know but then later on in life he came back to me and said hey th- thank you for that he Amen. goes I knew I didn't know where I was going I was on my way to help um, but where he's not now spiritually I'm not sure if that even took place but still the, the word went out mm-hmm. so who else we got demons we got unbelievers the God haters Barry yeah. the last amen oh, yeah. amen yeah, all sin. That's the last enemy. That's a good one. That's a good neck to stand on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, thank you. All right. Um, so there's a spiritual battle going on, and I think I think that's where um, where a lot of us forget about. I remember years ago I preached on uh, Ephesians C, uh, six to armor up. Um, we, you know, everything looks so nice from what we can see in this natural world. We forget about the spiritual battle. There is a spiritual battle going on between heaven and hell, between Jesus and angels, um, demons and angels, um, between Jesus and Satan. There's a huge spiritual battle going on all the time. Go ahead, Pat. Remember when we were in Haiti with the nights? Yeah. You, know, you hear the boom drums, mm. and the darkness, you know. You really felt the spiritual yeah. darkness there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they they're they're immersed in that big time, big time. Um, but there, there is there's a there's a there's a war going on. I, I often wondered too if we could only get a glimpse for it, see it for a second. I wonder how much more devoted we'd be to our Savior. You know, if we could see um, what, what what it's all about. You know. So we're told to armor up daily in six, and that's why. So my question is, are we fighting? Those in a battle, there is a battle going on for your soul, for your life. And, and our fight's not over until we see Jesus. Are we, are we fighting daily? Are we fighting? Um, are we killing the flesh? Are we, are we fighting against the world, the love of the world? Are we fighting against the, the temptations from the devil? You know? Are we fighting the fight? I hope so. Because if you're not fighting a fight, maybe it was just a, an aisle walked or a hand raised or a, a card filled out. I signed it. I'm good. It doesn't work that way. We have to be fighting a spiritual fight. We should be fighting a spiritual fight if we're God. Um, I remember years ago um, when we, we would have baptism once a year, we used to go to a lake and I would meet with people that wanted to be baptized. And um, just amazing. More times than not, um, before the baptism came, they would call me up and say, what's going on in my life? My wife and I are fighting. I go, because you're making a stand for Jesus. That's what's going on. You're in a battle now. You're in a fight. I worried about the ones that didn't call me. Were they really saved? You know, think life just goes on and I'm going to take the plunge. But the ones, I've seen it happen often that those that are the Lord's um, are attacked. They're attacked different ways. And they have to stay strong in, G- in Jesus and remind themselves about these truths and remind themselves 
who the victor is, who's the winner here, you know. Um, but uh, it was amazing how many times that I got um, calls that, you know, what did, what did I sign up to do here, you know? What's going on in my life? And I go, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Get ready, you know. But that's a good fight. That's the fight you want to be fighting, you know. Or, they, you know, they're being tempted like they were never tempted before. Great. you got the power within you to beat that temptation now, to kill it, to put it away forever, mm-hmm. you know. That, those are great things. So that's, that's a good sign. When um, people um, see the spiritual warfare going on in their life. Also, a, a good um, motivation to, to stay close to the Lord in the, every morning and get uh, armored up. Um, So two reasons here we see um, why angels were created. One, to, to minister to us. And second, to worship God. Um, I believe as they minister to us, they are worshiping God. Because God created them just like us. As we minister, however God equipped us, as we um, use our gifts from our Heavenly Father, um, we're glorifying Him. We're worshiping Him. You know, Jesus is saying, yeah, that's, that's what you were made for. Um, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so, same thing with them. As they're ministering to us, they're glorifying God. They're worshiping their Savior, the one who created them. Well, not their Savior, but their leader. Um, so, how do angels minister to us? It's a touchy situation, a touchy uh, topic, angels. We should have probably done a, a, a series just on angels. Because <laughs> um, everyone's afraid. Because we don't want to confuse the angels with the Holy Spirit. You know? Um, so it, it is. It's a uh, delicate situation, a delicate topic. But um, how do you think angels minister to you, um, Pat? I think some of it, maybe a lot of it, is behind the scenes. I mm-hmm. mean, when, when, when you're getting ready to teach, and yeah, you might be a, your wife, you know, like the people getting ready to baptize, with fights for their wife. Who knows what things the angels were doing, slaying, mm. taking out, eliminating, you know, threats to God's chosen one right there. Amen. Going to the waters and declare his son Lord. You know, what, what, what battle? They're fighting behind the scenes. You'll see that a little bit in Daniel. Right? Right? right. When he's praying, he says, Right. Who would have known? Daniel didn't know that what's going on in the background was the Prince, Prince of Persia and, 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 uh, and, and Michael the Archangel were having a UCF bout, you know what I mean? A cage match. Right? right. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of it's behind the scenes. We don't even see. We don't see it. We don't see it. I think a lot of times um, uh, they're ministering to us. Yeah, we, we, we just mm-hmm. we miss it. We don't even pick it up. And we don't even know about it. Maybe when we get to heaven, while we? Uh, first of all, it's good to see you there. Amen. Thank you. The uh, the other thing is one of the one of the things that I look at with the Holy Spirit is like whenever I'm preparing a lesson or anything that I'm doing, uh, one of the titles of the Holy Spirit is to be the enlightener. Hmm. So when I, I when I'm ever I'm preparing something, I usually pray first uh, to God's Holy Spirit to be enlightened to give correctness in what I'm preparing uh, to be humble in the preparation of it to uh, be speaking what be presenting what he wants me to present not what I think I should present hmm. and uh, I usually become I can't say I'm blessed by the revelations that I come across 
through the spirit. So I would say he enlightens me or enlightens mm-hmm. us as we right. impress Right. So that's all glory to God because of the Holy Spirit, yeah. but not angels. Uh, Todd. Well, protection too. Amen. Um, there's, a, there's a true story about some missionaries in uh, South Vietnam years and decades ago and um, where um, they had to uh, stop overnight in a very dangerous area and the Viet Cong snuck up on them and uh, uh, evidently the missionaries had the opportunity to uh, meet one of the Viet Cong years later and um, one reason why the Viet Cong didn't uh, uh, attack the group was the fact that there are so called four angels guarding them Mm -hmm. and missionaries saw no angels but the Viet Cong did and uh, that story came out years later nice when I think one of the uh, the Viet Cong actually came to Christ uh, it's a little fluid that story but that's the sense of it yeah that uh, they were protected by the angels amen that's like uh, I'm thinking Elijah right when he when this is his servant is all worried we're going to get destroyed we have, and he prayed that the Lord would open his servant's eyes to see chariots of fire Oh my goodness! Go ahead, Mike. Find it interesting uh, in this verse. It says, uh, "Are not angels? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who, is, who will inherit salvation?" And I think if most of us kind of remember this a little bit about things that have happened in our lives when we were younger, uh, we can see that there's a real possibility that God would send one of His angels to stop something from happening. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I like to I'll share a testimony if we have time and I think we will uh, about that but yeah I'm a firm believer in protection from God's angels and I tell that to my wife all the time I'm in a dangerous business yes. and I am accident prone but I don't worry about it first of all because I know the appointment's always already set whether yeah. I'm in the woods or sitting behind a desk I, I'm going to make that appointment Amen. to stand before the Lord someday. So I don't worry about it. But I've been pulled out of more... i got more lives than a cat. And i got more <laughs> stories that I can tell. Unbelievable stories. And, and I, I will share one. Um, but and I was thinking yesterday about that. How about... I wonder if Satan knows who um, God's children are before they're saved. Um, because how often... Um, have we been protected like you were just referring to John, Jonathan how you were protected mm-hmm. and kept alive before coming to salvation you, you died in that car accident and it yeah. was over but no God protected you yeah. um, mm-hmm. how often does that happen to all of us mm-hmm. you know that, that we don't even know about it we're driving down the road and uh, uh, God prevents a bad accident from and he uses his angels to minister to us to keep us alive to inherit that salvation mm-hmm. what a Awesome truth, you know. Yeah, I, um, There's a I, lot of skin cats out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I believe that because angels worship and they minister to us, I believe they're here with us right now. Mm-hmm. That there's angels in the room. I know there's angels upstairs when we go up to worship. Why wouldn't there be? We're worshiping, and they're worshiping. Why wouldn't we be together worshiping? And they long to look into this. This That's is right. this is what they're made for. They yeah. want to see. Yes, this guy's gonna get it. You know. How often? Um, when church is all over at the end of the day or halfway through Sunday like around 3 o'clock where you're totally exhausted does that happen to anyone else but me? I mean I, I can't I can work all day long in the woods and not get tired and I feel great 
but uh, on Sundays, my goodness, around three o'clock, just give me a pillow. I'm exhausted. I, I think because of the fight, because of the spiritual fight, because there's a lot of truths coming out. You want to absorb them all, and there's someone standing right next to you that wants to steal them because that spiritual battle is going on all the time. You know, I think that's why we get so exhausted. I really do. You know, so that's a good thing. That's a yeah. good tie. Yeah. Um, so we have angels in our midst. When we'll we'll get back. Angels aren't going to go away anytime soon. Here, mm-hmm. as we continue to go through Hebrews, we're going to they're going to keep coming up. And um, um, at at one point they say, um, show hospitality because you could be entertaining angels. The angels somehow have the ability to take on the form of a human being, uh, and we wouldn't know it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe or maybe we're entertaining them now mm-hmm. by worshiping God. You know. I don't know. That's not my verse yet. So we'll dig into that one when we get to it. Um, so to wrap up this chapter, um, there's no commands for the church in, in chapter 1. It's all exaltation, all um, truth to show us the supremacy of the Lord Jesus Christ, how He above and before all things. And um, we will be getting into some cans, um, commandments. Brother Barry will be bringing one up next week. Um, so this is all good um, foundation, all good stuff for us to, to stand on, um, knowing that God is above and before all things. He holds all things together. He has His angels ministering to us at all times. And um, Jesus reigns. Jesus reigns. Jesus is sitting on His throne now, dispatching angels. Dispatching angels to those who are going to inherit salvation. Unbelievable. What an awesome truth. Alright, I'm going to share a quick story here. Um, quite a few years ago, I think I was in, uh, I, I was in Munson, Mass, doing a logging job. And um, I put down a tree, and I'm walking down on top of the tree, limbing the branches off. And um, every now and then, the most dangerous thing out there is um, uh, small branches under pressure. They bend. And you don't know which way they're going to move <laughs> when you snip them. And that's when you get hurt the worst. So anyway, I'm walking and um, I'm limbing. And I got into a branch that had a lot of tension on it. And it threw the saw back at me, right into my foot. And it, I had steel toes on, but it went above the steel toe and right across the top. It's in the summer. I can uh, automatically feel the cool air come in the insulated boots mm-hmm. so I'm thinking ah oh, I'm in trouble so my biggest thing is try to stop the bleeding as fast as you can and get out of here because um, I'm alone and so I took off the shoe and there was the sock I'll have you feel this later Jonathan yeah nice. there was the sock chainsaws don't cut they rip yep mm-hmm. and not a scratch on my foot not a scratch. Amen. Not a scratch. Unbelievable, Amen. huh? That is awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't wear that sock in the woods yesterday, did yeah. you? No, no, that sock is clean. It's not an idol. But um, anyone else? Anyone else has a has a story? Barry. Stopped and I went into the road with his 45 miles an hour cars coming. So 
I hit the road and as I looked around, I turned my head and there was a car license plate right right here near my face. Mm. And I could look under the car and there was a police car across at the Dairy Queen or something. And they came flying over and thought I was dead. Mm. And the guy that was driving the station wagon, a big old Ford LTD station wagon, said that he didn't even put on the brakes. He didn't have time. Wow. He said there were no skid marks. The police thought I was run over because I fell right in front of the car and he's going, they're all going 45 miles an hour yeah. on the main road. And I, I just reached up and I could touch the license plate. And so I will never forget that. I think the Lord spared me. Amen. 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 Yeah, those are good things to remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, R.C. Sproles shares the story. Um, he, uh, he, I think he went to school in Pennsylvania and there was a lot of coal miners up there and uh, one time a, a mine collapsed and they, um, they drilled a hole down uh, where the shaft was to see if they could figure out if there was anyone still down there trapped and um, sure enough they, they started tapping on a pipe and, um, but they were so far down it took them almost two weeks to get these guys out of there there was two of them and they came out and they spent the rest of their lives going around telling people how angels ministered to them while they were in there. Isn't that something? That's amazing. Um, I, uh, I was clearing a house lot in Woodstock, Connecticut. And um, I had the, uh, the driveway came in. I had to clear the driveway, clear for the lot, the septic, the well. And they wanted a driveway that came in and came around. And, but leave a group of trees, an island in the middle. So I did that. And I got all done. And it was a day to get paid. And either the contractor or the owner said, um, geez, Randy, he goes, there's a dead tree in that island. You think you could get that out of there before you leave? And it's like, oh, I goes, look, it's uh, so dangerous because you don't know how they're going to act. Mm-hmm. I, well, I just wanted to get paid and move on. So I said, yeah, I'll cut it down. So I went in there and I started cutting it down. And before I had the tree falling, I looked up, the top broke apart, and it's coming down. And I froze. I couldn't move. I wanted to, but I couldn't move. And I believe God had one of his angels just saying, stay still and don't move and you'll be all right. And the pieces landed all around me. All around me. And as soon as it got done, I, I looked at the guy. I go, this is why I didn't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So if nothing else, we'll close with prayer. Who wants to close with prayer? John, close us in prayer, please. Father, thank you so much for your word and your son and everything that you've given us, Lord, that we wouldn't have anything without you. We wouldn't have no hope at all without you. So we thank you for your angels that minister us, whether we're aware of it or not, Lord. We just we just thank you for that this conversation we're having now to make, to to bring some remembrance to us and to maybe think more and ponder more on these things that that you've done for, for us and that you you created these angels not only to worship you but to minister to us your chosen people your elect that you chose before the foundation Thanks. of the world and we just thank you for your protection and your grace and mercy and I pray that we honor and glorify the name of your son today and worship and honor him and we just pray the rest of this day and throughout the rest of this week we can honor and glorify your name Amen Amen Thank you brother Thanks Randy Now we go upstairs with the angels <laughs>